1: and blessings love and light and welcome to another edition of the how now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now i am your host kim martin raymond i am a minister spiritual life coach author and founder of redefining you llc where i help my clients to realign themselves mind body and spirit and welcome to this edition of the show if this is your first time listening into the podcast welcome we're so happy that you're here Joining us in season two, where we're talking about wellness journeys, where we're talking about health and wellness, spiritual wellness, we're talking about mental health, we're talking about all things that are happening in this now. So make sure that you go to www.hownowpodcast.com. Click on your favorite podcast platform and check out the show. Subscribe, like, follow, and share. And also you can click on the banner and that will take you to the the How Now YouTube channel where you can watch our shows in color. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't listen and they like to watch, you can go ahead and click on that banner join the youtube channel subscribe there and check out the show again that is www.hownowpodcast.com so let's get into today's show we're just going to be talking about victory over grief and sorrow in challenging times we know that this has been a season we are two and a half years almost three years into this pandemic And it has not been easy for people to move from a space of fear into a space of understanding and knowledge and and into a space of empowerment. It's been a challenge. We've had so many things that have been going on that have brought us grief and sorrow, the loss of loved ones, the, the condition and the state of our political and and uh, you know civil environment world, things that are going on around us. And it's been a challenge. And we need to be in a space where we can say, how now, what now, and what next? And to help me to dig a little deeper into that is my guest. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm gonna have him to introduce himself at this time.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kim. My name is Benson Thompson III. And I'm an author and a motivational speaker, you know, amongst other hats that I wear, but that's that's what I do right now. So, wonderful. so glad to be here.
1: Awesome. We are so excited to have you here and to talk about some of the things that you are doing. We have some exciting things that are happening in and through your life and that you're sharing with the world. And we'll talk about that in just a few minutes, but let's talk first about some of the things that were going on with you prior to this pandemic. Kind of like just start out that way to see where we were and, and where we're going in this now. So, talk
0: it's very good. about that. You know, I think that for most of us, it was what we refer to as BAU business as usual. We're just kind of going about our way, doing the things that we do, and perhaps really not being as aware or tuned into certain things. And so, um, I by, by trade, I'm an engineer by trade, and so I do a lot of engineering work, uh, but my heart is is, is ministry uh, in teaching and sharing, so I've written a number of books, I do speaking engagements, and so just kind of, as I said, prior to the pandemic, going about my way, doing the things, business as usual, nothing's a change, everything is the same, but Then all of a sudden we came to that screeching halt and it got everyone's attention. So absolutely.
1: uh, That's it. I like that. BAU, business as usual. And that's
0: as usual. Right. (laughs)
1: You're going (laughs) along, everything's going fine. You know, you have some interests, you have some, like you said, speaking engagements, your career, everything's going well. And then of course, as we know, March 2020 came and and all of a sudden. Everything came to a screeching halt, you know, and it's funny because you hear people say, you know, I want the world to stop, you know, stop the world. I want to get off. (laughs) And then it literally stopped. Be careful what you ask for, right? (laughs) Somebody was saying that the day before and was like, uh oh. (laughs) <laughs> right, it's your like, chance. Right, right. And so, what happened when the pandemic hit for
0: you? What was some of the personal? It, you know, happened? at the, at that point in time, I was out of town. I was at a convention, an engineering convention. We were there, and and as news and word was coming in, it was almost unfathomable. It's like, well. Is this a joke? Is this real? Uh, you know, uh, and and you could see everyone responding and reacting accordingly, trying to find that space, trying to find out how now. Right in the right at the at the precipice of that was like. Well, how now? What do we do? Do we continue to do business as usual? Do we stop? What is the new reality? What's gonna happen now? And everybody was kind of searching, but but you know, Kim, one of the things that I loved about it that sometimes there's that hidden gem. And the beautiful thing in this was it was a global pandemic. We were all going through it together. And there's few incidents that you can say we are all going through it together. And we went through it together as a global community everywhere around the world. And everybody was trying to figure out how now. That's right. how now everyone was trying to figure it out together so
1: that's right and, and, and I love that you said that because that is so true. There, there are very few instances well at least not in our lifetime not in our lifetime happened at, to everyone at the same time and, and and we all were reacting to it in different ways. So it showed how we were were the same but different too in, in our and how we respond to things. You know, and that's where things kind of broke off into those categories that I continuously talk about where it's, you know, that we all started in that space of fear because this was something that none of us had ever experienced. So we we're all like, "What?" just like you said, how or whatnot. And then we had to start moving to, okay, so, so we know what happened and, now, and how are we supposed to deal with this? What are we, so, what are we supposed to do next? Like you said. Well, that, that,
0: that place brought us to a place of uniformity for the 8 billion people eight billion people who we were all dealing with the same thing at the same time typically'd say well hey this is a an American problem or this is an african problem or that's a european problem no this is a world problem <laughs> it's like how are we gonna all we're gonna have to deal with this together and work through it together and so that's what you see happening now and and your show shows just like this has given us the opportunity to have those conversations to talk together to figure out to to, to get understanding you know I tell people this all the time Kim that when you look at a situation it has to do with perspective but then how do we get perspective always say that if you look at a box a box has six sides to it four sides and a top and a bottom and so if I'm looking at it at the most I can only see maybe three sides at a time so I need you to say hey Kim what are you seeing from the other side and so together we can see it all so that's what this global perspective has done it allows us to see things we couldn't see before Absolutely. And I
1: love that. I love that because it is, you, you would have thought (laughs) that, you know, when we talk about something that is happening to all of us at the same time, and that there is, that that there was, there should have been a uniformity, a, uh, a coming together of the minds, you know, where we're all coming together and trying to figure out how can we resolve this as, as a world, you know, and, and, and unfortunately we've seen some of the opposite. We've seen some of the opposite. That's what's happened,
0: because the event, that's, that's, you know, if you will, that's the purpose of it was to push us together, because we weren't together. Mm. We were so siloed. Everybody's doing their own thing, even in Mm. communities. And unfortunately, even in households. You know, somebody's over that room, somebody's over there. Well, hey, it's like, no, y'all going to come together on this. (laughs) You know, begrudgingly or not, you're coming together, the world. So now we're having these conversations with people that you wouldn't normally talk to. So all of these things are really, I think, are being directed, you know, you see racial conversations, shootings, things that everything is making us, let's begin to talk to one another. Let's begin to share. Let's begin to show. Let's begin to figure it out together. How now?
1: Right, right. And I love that. And, and, and just like uh, we were talking a little earlier, I was saying that, you know, two things happen. Either the scales fall from your eyes and you see what's happening, or you see things for what they are, or the masks are falling off and people are 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 being exposed for who they are, you know. And, and so you know, and then it's just a matter of where do you fall in, and right. and and then it's also a matter of saying uh, to to uh, you know what's to what's happening around us. Yes, we're shining a light on things that that we were you know conditioned to ignore. You know, we had to sit with ourselves first. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you think about sitting at, you know, just being confined to your own home, you have to sit with you first. And a lot of people sitting with themselves, sitting with their families, were realizing, "Mm, you know, I thought this was where I wanted to be. But you had that little outlet. You could go outside. You could hop in your car and go somewhere if you didn't want to deal with it. And now it's like, nope, you can't go outside. So now what are you going to have to do? It forced us to have to deal with what was right. happening in our white right in
0: right in front of our own faces yeah
1: what and happened and you know
0: made, us, made us interact with one another it's kind of like a storm you know when a storm happens and the, and you lose power and the lights go off you're like oh lord please let the lights come back on," because <laughs> we don't we don't want to we don't want to have to sit there and not know what to do it's uncomfortable but it's also an opportunity for growth every trauma brings about growth out of it when you saw things with 9-11 it's it's an it's created to incite growth so this is this is our our chance to to move it's a shoving saying hey transition move into something different move out of the old we can't stay where we were so that's, that's it. what it's designed to do
1: that's it you know we always talk about leaps of faith okay some people get pushed over the <laughs> they get pushed over you know. the cliff well, exactly. You, your you're, gonna, you're the, the one fly or it's gonna hurt when you land. <laughs> you start, you know, it's amazing when you get pushed. You just start doing things. You, you get pushed in the water. You start flapping your arms. You start doing things to to get into you know because you're now you're in survival mode.
0: Exactly right. What can we I are, do? How, how
1: am I going to save myself?
0: Uh, we want stability. We think that that's what we thrive. But I always say it like this: life is ups and downs. When you go, if you go to the hospital you want that meter to be doing this if it's doing right that's right that's right so we're not going to get a flat line life it's going to be ups and downs and it's how we navigate that accordingly you know the ebbs and the flows that means we are alive ups and downs Mm -hmm. if i'm flatline if it's just like this right life is no more yeah we, we have ebbs and flows and have to negotiate those accordingly
1: yeah i tell people it's not always balanced sometimes it's
0: not always black and white
1: it's not always up
0: or down You
1: know, it's like that. It is like you said, ebbs and flows. I always say, you know, it's a matter of harmony.
0: To me, it's harmony.
1: It is that it is that wave. You know, we,
0: we, 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 those are growth moments. We grow when you're trying to get the scales balanced back. That's the growth moment i don't grow if i don't have any activity i had nothing to do right. i'm not being stretched those those are opportunities to say okay let's grow let's develop and 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 again with this global activity is like let's develop together no more silos mm-hmm. no more me and my four no more no we're coming together right. we're all coming together
1: so. right and that is so critical and you know and being able to move like you said from a, and like we were talking talking earth from a space of fear you know because a lot of people are getting stuck you know right. And then, then when, you know, the, the grief and the sorrow kick in, you know, it begins to slow us down, yeah. you know, and, and you know, we, we want to be in a position of being able to stand because once we lay down and, and, and we begin to, to, you know, succumb to what's happening around us, then, you know, we start to become, we, we're buried because now those things are coming on top of us when we're standing and someone say throws dirt at us, that dirt will hit us, but it'll fall off. Right. But when exactly. we're laying down, it begins right. to cover us right. and it begins to compound. And then we, we are no longer in a position or it's a little harder for us to be able to get out.
0: Makes it tough for us to dig our way out of because you have so many layers and, That's and right. so much of that is happening. And so you know, with that the thing that's again, we're 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 unique made each one of us is different we were all handcrafted and so when you look at the as, as i say again all of us you know unique fingerprints our fingerprints don't match one another even identical twins the dental imprint but this shows us there are certain commonalities there are certain threads, and sorrow and grief is one of them that we we all experience that don't matter what your socioeconomic status is right. you're going to experience that and so then we we figure out how do you navigate through this this time has been so much uncertainty, but again, the, the purpose for uncertainty is birth and growth. Right. You know, we have to embrace that change because the only thing constant is change. <laughs> right. So we have to That's embrace right. the change and grow with. It. That's right.
1: And that, may, and that just speaks to the fact that, you know, life is not static. It is no. not just that, you know, we, we may have said, okay, well, this is what my life is going to like for the rest of my life. And then the whole world stopped.
0: And then it was like, psych. <laughs> no, I'm that's not, not that's it. not the you way know, we live, we live in a very fluid society. society. The world is constantly orbiting. So we're constantly in motion. There mm-hmm. is no stoppage. So we have to figure out how to negotiate through that. And, and that's part of the reason why I wrote the devotional that I did just sharing with others how to negotiate. So you know, things are common. We we have these things that are common to one
1: So let's talk about that because you just recently uh had a, a five-day study that was um has been uh, accepted by the Bible app uh by the Uversion Bible app you know and for those who are familiar and I mean First of all, kudos to you for that, because that is something that is worldwide in several languages, and people will have an opportunity to, you know, participate in this five-day study. So talk to, talk to us a little bit about how that was birthed, how that started, or did it start during the pandemic, before the pandemic? Where were you in that process?
0: It started really before the pandemic. I personally have gone through a lot of uh, family grief. You know, in in a span, Kim, of ten years, I I lost my mother, two sisters, a brother, and a nephew. Wow, that's a lot to have compounded in there. And so for me, I, again, with their with our own uniqueness, but there are things that are common. So that's what kind of led me to my whole writing career. I I thought there are certain commonalities, there's common answers, because we have common problems. And my father, who was a mathematician, he said, hey, if you figure out how to, the the solution, the formula, you can solve any problem. And so I take time to figure out what's the formula, what's going on here. So with with this here, and I'm often looking for answers and solutions. And so having dealt with that grief and that sorrow, you know, just to the point that I felt I can't go on, and and I look for examples, and so that's what I saw because of my faith. I saw that with Jesus said, "Who can experience the depths of the sorrow that I have? Who can know this?" And you know, proverbially, I saw the Lord raise His hand. I can't. <laughs> I can identify with you. You know, I carried every grief and every sorrow that you will ever experience and that was the whole purpose of and that's what I wrote in my devotional that a lot of people expected when they thought okay well here's the messiah isaiah's prophesying about the messiah some 700 years prior to his coming and everybody's thinking okay is he going to be you know just courageous like David? Is he going to be strong like Samson? Is he going to be a, a great general like Joshua? And and really what Isaiah, the vision that God had given was of a very mild-mannered man, and, and average Joe, an average John, average Jill, as it were, and, and people couldn't understand it. But Jesus wanted to relate to us. He didn't want to be above us. He wanted to relate with us and come here. And I tell people even with, with pastoring, and and that's what Jesus was a pastor. I said a good pastor or a good shepherd ought to smell like his sheep. That's right. Hello now. Ooh. Yeah, I smell like the sheep. Uh, you don't need to smell like the, the latest and greatest fragrance. You need to smell like the sheep because you're walking among them. So through this, I, I thought the, the the remedies, the solutions, the salve that I saw Jesus applying to me. I thought, let me share this with others who are hurting, who are broken, and somebody's looking for. Can anybody identify with my pain? Can anybody understand it? And so I, I, I wrote this five-day devotional to kind of walk us through the things that Jesus went through so we can identify with him because his job was to identify with us, even in our sorrows and in our grief, to understand what we've been through. So now we said, you know what? There is one. Is there one? There is one that can understand what I'm going through what I've experienced. And so that's why I wrote the devotional because as I said, I personally had experienced it. And you know, even even this Kim, I'll say this to you even if someone lost uh, their mother as well we still experience it differently their relationship with their mother might not have been with like your relationship was or or whomever it is and so we have to find some we're looking and so you go through counseling you understand things and one of the things I went through in counseling I'll just say this my daughter took me to counseling she said dad hey let's go you know so I'm pastor or day minister dad you need counseling great we have to be ready to receive from others one of the things they told me that counseling was this here said that when that hurt when that pain comes they said just let it effervesce let it bubble up you know Mm -hmm. don't try to sequester don't try to hold it in so i would be somewhere and if i felt like crying i would just cry i'm human we hurt god cries he said he bottles up every tear that we cry so who can better relate to us than the lord so that's why i wrote the devotional so people Mm. can understand that
1: that is awesome that is awesome yeah first of all i love that you said (laughs) i had to write it down pastor needs to smell like his sheep because he's amongst them and and that that's something that that you know, is is critical to understand because it is about that connection. That's how exactly. we that's how we come to, to establish relationships and to begin to to you know acknowledge them and to grow them into exactly. something healthy, you know, right. be, because we've made that connection and we're right. we not looking that, that person is above us or below us, but walking with us and beside us in this experience that we're having. So so exactly. that's something like you said, that is that is critical. And, and being great. able to seek out that help that we need, knowing that we can't always operate and function in and of ourselves. No man is an island. We no know that, that we, we yeah. cannot do all things by ourselves, but we need to, you know, and, and, and we respond better when when we realize that somebody has had that similar or, you know, or same experience, we're like, oh, wow, because we tend to think, you know, in, in a little bit of our self-centered way that we're the only one that has ever experienced that. <laughs> like, No, darling, there are, like you said, million, 8 billion people on this planet. There's somebody who has experienced, if not the same thing, a variation because there are different variables for everyone or a slight variation of what it right. is that you've experienced. And, you know, and there's if we something can share our watching. stories,
0: we can learn together because, again, back to that six sided perspective, I can't see everything. And so I'm like, hey, Sister Kim, tell me what you see. Hey, well, Benton, I see this one. And so now we can begin to put those together. I often tell people this example if I'm, you know, and that's what causes issues or problems. We don't realize we're seeing the same thing. Kim, if I'm standing here and I'm like, hey, I see headlights and an ornament and a grill. You're like, well, Benton, I see taillights and a bumper. So obviously we're not looking at the same thing. No, dear, we are. We're looking at the same car from two different perspectives. And if we can hear one another and have a heart for one another, then now I can understand what you see from that perspective. And now I can know the whole thing Mm. because I've listened to you. That's Mm -hmm. what we have to do is listen to one another and share our stories, share our pain share our joys. We have to share. And I love that
1: you say also, you know, to let those feelings effervesce. That is so critical and important because, you know, that, that goes back to science and homeostasis. Okay. It has been, you know, here in Atlanta, it was 97 degrees today. It was hot. Your body sweats because it does not want to overheat. So it knows what to do automatically. It automatically starts to kick in and say, okay, we need to sweat. We need to get, you know, this heat out of our body, you know, and and what we tend to do, right. What we tend to do is we suppress our feelings or, or we've been conditioned or taught to suppress our feelings. I think about our young boys, we tell man up, stop crying. Okay but that's part of homeostasis too. That's how, you know, when when we're having a a mental or emotional situation happen to us, it's natural for us to cry or to wince in pain if we're hurt. And if we're told to suppress that, we're going against what's natural for our bodies to do to get us back to a space of of wellness. So if we suppress it, we can't get there if we're, if we're not expressing or getting it out of our system. And so we, we're putting ourselves in a dangerous position when we don't allow ourselves we to express. Do.
0: Because the key that you said is the healthy cause. So through sweating and perspiring those toxins, we're pushing them out of our system. And so they'll tell you, you know, so when you catch a cold, they want you to sweat. Why to push the toxins out. Yeah. So it's actually a healing process to release you know, when we have to use the restroom, you have to get those toxins out of you. And so the same thing emotionally, these are toxins, I've got to let them out of me, that this pain will kill me, this sorrow will choke me out, I have to let it out. And we have to understand it. And so even as you said about the, the, the uh, misnomer about what it means to be a man or this, that. My father told me something once. He told me this brief story here, Kim, and he said there was this lady, and she lived in this house, and she had this very beautiful uh, tapestry on the floor, very expensive, and she had this heavy furniture, and so she needed to move the dresser from one side of the room to the other side of the room. She obviously couldn't do it. She sees this big, burly gentleman walking by. She goes, hey, I'll get him. So, sir, help me move this from this place to here without tearing up the rug. Well, he's this big guy, and he's Ra- uh, grabbing and grappling with it and he's about to tear the carpet up she goes no 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 forget it so there's just an average guy is just walking by and he's just you know just just average and he goes Say, ma'am I can help you and she says you can help me he comes in picks it up and lifts it up and sets it down on the floor my father said the moral of the story it is it takes a really strong man to be gentle wow so that's it Takes a stone. It's not a big man. So if you're gentle, that shows that you're a strong man. And so with people telling people, you know, hey, we gotta do this or man up or woman up, what's the ideology behind that? Who who says this is what I have to do? Why do I have to conform to your standards? I'm this way because God made me this way. And so we have to be empowered being who we are Mm -hmm. and allowing ourselves to feel what we feel.
1: That's it. And not and not feel uh, you know, as though we're being judged.
0: Right. Yeah. There, there's no. There's no mold for you, Kim. God broke it. There's no mold for me. He broke it. So we are one of a kind. And yeah. and I, you know I, I wrote a book about that. We are divinely dysfunctional. Yeah. Unique on purpose. We are one of a kind. And, and these are the, the things that I share. Even on my website, I have a, a, a weekly blogs and it's Thompson Truths. And there's, these are things about truths, about spirituality, because people make the relationship with God so mystic and so spooky and so complicated. And that's not God. I mean, when you look through the Bible, Jesus isn't using fifty dollar words. He's he's making it plain and simple and and comprehensionable. And so that's, you know, again, there's that shepherd smelling like the sheep. He's talking to the sheep. He's not talking above the sheep and he's not talking down to the sheep. He's he's right there. And that's what we have to do is relate to one another.
1: That's it. And and I love that you say that we are uniquely made because we are. And one
0: thing that is my is my
1: favorite analogy is, you know, we we have had experiences in our lives that that have caused us levels of brokenness and sorrow, you know, and it's almost like shards of glass. But when you wrap those in in love and in faith and in hope, you know, that's the cement that makes it a beautiful mosaic. And And those shards of glass, when they are combined or submitted together, make something that is so beautiful and unique to who we are. So, yes, we're all broken pieces of glass, but we don't look the same when when we're bound back together.
0: And nothing is more beautiful than... Stained glass, That's right. which is beautiful, all the colors. And so even that, all things are working together. That has a purpose. So your brokenness has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens is like, even if you work out in the gym, they'll tell you, you're going in there and you're building muscle. Well, how do I build muscle? By breaking down muscle. I got to break it down and then I build it up. So these things that we're experiencing, they are by design to break down so we can build up and come back even stronger. And that's really what God has me do. Through everything I'm, I'm about empowering and sharing and strengthening one another because we are all connected you know they talk about the the six degrees of separation That's i think right. now we see we're actually closer than six degrees you know again the global pandemic now that wasn't six degrees we were experiencing <laughs> the same thing at the right. same time right
1: right and we tend and it's amazing because we do tend to migrate into similar spaces that we're familiar with. You know, I think about, you know, I'm I'm from New York. I moved to Atlanta. You know, I I went to saw saw people who I graduated from high school with, and you would think, how in the world did they wind up in the same area? Because you tend to go into spaces that you're familiar with, or that remind you of some place that you've been. And so, you know, this particular area in Atlanta reminds us of the area that we lived in back home. And so, People tend to my, and then you run, and you was like, how in the world is it that we we could be all these many years later be in the same space? So when you talk about those degrees of separation, because there are things that connect us on on so many different levels, and it's just a matter of saying, okay. And then when we run into each other, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, how are you doing? What's going on with you? And then we're seeking to see, okay, so so what has happened since then that that connects us, that moves us into the same space. So I mean the the one thing that that you know we talk about with the, with your study and and with those five days and going and making that deeper dive is taking an opportunity to to look and see okay what what how was it that he lived how was it that you know how is it that that we live and what are some of the things what are some of the commonalities that we see when he was here on
0: earth right and and see with that that example you know he gave us an example because I think you, you and I were talking about this even before the show began, that sometimes we place a big emphasis on our on our physical, our spiritual man. And sometimes we'll get deep in thought, but we really don't pay attention to our spiritual man. And that that's another book I wrote, which was talking about you know how to hear God. And so we have to address it through all three aspects of us. And as a thought comes in, it's like, we have to say, who said that? I'm hungry. Well, that's my body that's saying that. We mm-hmm. ain't going to church today. That's my spirit that's saying that. I mean, yeah, so it's right. my soul that's saying it. That. So we have to look at these things. And so the purpose of that was for Jesus to show us he can identify with us, he can connect with us. It see, it's relational. Now, here's what happens. So many people think it's religious. Religious just means if you do something through repetition. Right. It's relational. We have to connect with one another. And so through the study, it's five days. And so each day, I I'm I'm connecting with one another and we're connecting with each other and we're connecting with God and understanding he is our creator. He is our maker. So so what's his take on this? Lord, why did you do this? Why did Jesus go through the suffering that he did? And again, he came so he can relate to us. He's relatable. The Bible says he was tempted in everything that we're tempted with. And so when we think we're tempted, we're like, oh no, I can't go to God. Jesus says, hey, I've experienced it. I know it. And that's the problem that Adam and Eve did when they felt that they had done something wrong. They ran from God and you saw God came looking for them. Who told you that I didn't love you? Who told you we weren't still family? He's saying, come back to me. Let's talk about it. And see, that's that's a nuanced there, Kim, that many don't understand. God said, be truthful with me. As parents, you don't want your children to lie to you. Tell me the truth. Hey, daddy, mama, I ate the cookies. I ate them all up. I all the cookies. Okay, go on and That's tell not- me. You know, you want that truth. And so the Lord is the same way. He's no different. We have to get out of this mindset. You know, I can only say good. He's like, be honest at all costs. Again, another something my father told me, he said, hey, whatever you're going to do, he said, at least tell somebody the truth. You know, I'm going to go down here. I'm going to do some dirt. Dad. I'm tell yeah. somebody. So if something happens to you, they know where to go get you. to to, to drag your father so we have to be honest and tell people the truth and even share with one another you know Mm -hmm. hey come to find a a partner or a brother somebody that a sister someone you can share and say you know what can i be honest with you because god's word again says that's how we overcome Mm -hmm. by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony Mm -hmm. and folks are not wanting to just be honest and be transparent, and be naked. You and I were doing that right before the show. You said, hey, let that's me it. tell you, Benson, this is what I went through. I'm like, hey, dear, let me that's tell you, there's some of the things I've been through. And as a result of that, we get healed, why? Because again, we're letting it out. We're letting yeah. it out, and that's how we get healed.
1: I love that, and and, and this and this, in and, you know, I hope people are writing these things down. It's important for us to that, to be truthful be truthful with ourselves you don't have anything you know don't no, no, yeah you know, I, I, you know, I always have a, a thing of saying to people you know I'm not gonna lie to myself or, or to you <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you what no. it is you know I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it is and, you know th- this is what I'm going through and, and 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 this is me being transparent and and just like you were talking about in the beginning this pandemic has pushed us together because we you know it, it forced us to be able to address the things that it because we're so used to flight we hear that fright, flight, you're fearful. The first thing you do is run. You run away. We, we, are, we are not taught to run to our, our problems or, no. or, you know, to, to seek the solution. We're taught to run away and to hide. And, and, exactly. and there's never any, any cure or 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 hope of ever being able to get past it if we continue to run from it. At some exactly. point, we have you're to really run really to it. Yeah, we have to run to it and, and face it head on. And, and, and that's where the discomfort comes in. We're not comfortable with doing that because we have not been taught or conditioned to do that.
0: You know, it it, it,
1: it was normal for us to
0: run. It's it's and like Kim, I tell people we we've um we've we've missed it on being uncomfortable. So I play golf mm-hmm. now. And and if I'm taking, hey, Kim, let's go play golf. And I'm like, hold the club. You're like, well, Benton, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, dude, because you've never played golf before. (laughs) So it's like, we we have to get away from being afraid of being uncomfortable because this is what you have to do to be able to, to, to execute this properly. So there's certain things, there's certain positions we're gonna to have to get in they're going to be uncomfortable but that doesn't mean that they're not going to yield a great return and a great result for us so go ahead be uncomfortable Feel because it's, it's like there's something new in this you're operating in a new space you're entering into a new era it's gonna it's the unknown the unknown is gonna always be uncomfortable why because you don't know it that's right. you don't know it
1: that's right and that goes back to the word and where it tells us to be childlike in our thoughts exactly. how do children learn? through trial and error you know they put their hand on that stove and then it's just like ouch that hurt okay they're gonna do it again Eh, well some some are gonna try it again because they're gonna be like wait a minute let me make sure i was right about how that felt then they're gonna be someone gonna be like okay i'll never have to touch that again i know that if i touch that it's going to hurt you know and and they've learned from it but but they, they you know children are the most you know daring they're jumping off of rules and falling off of things and 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 you know doing it th- but because that's how they learn. That's how and, 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 and that's how re- all we re- we have to revert back you to, to those how, childlike you know? and asking why, you know, uh, children. That's the biggest thing there. Why, why 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 all day long? What is it? And and we have to be childlike in our thinking as well. Why? Why do we believe what we believe? Why do we feel the way we feel? Exactly. And, 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 and that it's okay to tap into that and to determine why. I want to know why I'm acting like this. Sometimes,
0: you know, you sometimes
1: you do something and you just say, like, I don't even understand why I did that.
0: Have you taken well, time to try to it, figure it's, out it's why? A, it's a part of your destiny, your DNA. Something else I wrote again in the in the book there, the violent dysfunctional. There, there's these things that, that we that people label as dysfunction. Left-handed people were once labeled as dysfunctional. Redheaded people named dysfunctional, but who says, you know? And so I talk about some people in that book just briefly, Kim. There was this guy, and he was a Star Trek fan. He was mm-hmm. just a trekky, extraordinaire. And you're like, wow, isn't that some kind of nut? Well, you know who that <laughs> nut was? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. One wow. a Star Trek thing. Why? Because he could see shaping and forming new worlds. There's mm-hmm. things, there's these idiosyncrasies about this. There was this other guy, he was infatuated with the size of peas and a fork. He would get a fork for every size pea and flick it through the air and watch how it flew. Mm-hmm. But he was an aeronautics guy. He later grew to the spruce cruise the plains. And so this uniqueness, this oddity about you, it does serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. It, it, you are divinely created that you are unique on purpose. And as again, as we have these conversations, then we start to can embrace and appreciate one another and love and, and to be supportive of one another. Even if it's different, it doesn't mean it's wrong. I love
1: this. I love this. Like you said, victory over grief. In challenging times, these are things that are important that are going to help us. The one thing that I want us to always remember is that, you know, when we have things or when things happen to us, that, that we're creating a toolbox, because it's not that the situation will never happen again, it's that, you know, this situation happened to prepare us for the next thing that's going to happen. Okay. We don't want to not fill our toolbox. We don't want to just sit there and go, "Phew, okay, we made it through that one. All right. So I'm good. Like it's never going to happen again. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you go into your bathroom and you think, okay, the, the toilet got clogged. I got that plunger out. I plunged it. it. It worked and now it's doing fine. You think it's never going to get clogged again. Okay. But the next time you want to make sure that you have a plunger and not a pencil. Or paintbrush that's not going to, to serve you any purpose, you're going to need that tool. So, what are we doing to fill our toolbox so when things happen again, we're not reacting but being proactive in the solution? Exactly.
0: exactly.
1: So, you know, yeah. that's the thing. That's we're easy. building toolboxes, these platforms and these conversations are, are, are intentional to, to create toolboxes so that we can begin to fill our toolboxes with things that we need. So, when we say, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, th- there's a loose screw here, let me run over to my toolbox, because I know I've got a screwdriver in there, Phillips head or flathead, that's going to help me to screw that screw back in, or, oh my goodness, you know, there's a little, there's some paint chipping on the wall, let me go and grab that paintbrush. Do we have the things that we need, and and, and do they serve in the
0: situation that we're in? You know, that's- um, someone else that we know has the tool or know how to operate the tool. So we have to be able to listen and learn and grow from one another because we are connected. The Bible talks about all parts of the body are fitly joined together, fitly joined. So that means there's something that I have a purpose in your life. You have a purpose in my life. So I have to allow you to serve that purpose and you have to allow me to serve. And then that way we can we can grow together. And that's the whole thing there's that saying said hey if you want to go fast go by yourself if you want to go far go with somebody there you go
1: there you know there you have it okay honey, it. i hope y'all were getting these nuggets <laughs> Ooh. okay because you have said a word today you have said a word today i am so thankful and 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 appreciative That you've taken time out of your schedule to come and to talk to us about, you know, making these these small changes and pivots and the things that are necessary for us to do. To talk about perspective, how we're seeing things and being, you know, being able to ask others, you know, how is it that you're seeing it and and, and not taking that, that for granted. The one thing that we never want to do is is discount how someone feels or or what somebody's perspective is on something, but to honor it as their truth. And then we can begin to have the conversation, you know, about, you know, whether we agree or disagree, but it's never to discount that, that, that it's real to that person. That's really? where empathy comes in. We hear that it, it word does. all the time. Empathy. We have to be able to
0: empathize with others and say, "Okay, I realize that this is your reality." Exactly. You know. You and, know. And I, I use that as an example, Kim. I tell people that I'm. I can't feel what you feel, right. but I can have respect for what you feel. So, darling, if I step on your foot and you say, "Hey, Ben, to me stepped on my foot," I can't feel that, but I, I can, I can align myself with what you've experienced. I too, I can identify with that. I've experienced pain. And so we have to get out of thinking that you're going to feel what they feel. No. If I step on your foot, I'm not going to feel what you felt, but I can have empathy and sympathy and okay. kindness and love yes. for what you've experienced. I go, oh, great. I too have had pain before. Mm-hmm. And we have to we have to seek ways to identify with people, to, to come together as opposed to looking at the things. There are so few things that separate us. There are more things that bring us together. And again, that's what the pandemic has shown us. Hey, come together. Let's solve this together.
1: Right. I love it. I love it. So, One thing I definitely want to do, of course, before we before we uh, sign off out of here is we want to ask you how people can get in contact with you, how they can, uh, you know, be able to, uh, you know, go on the app and do your five day study. So tell us how they can get in contact with you.
0: I think so, so. The app is on, as you said, the U Version Bible app. And so you go to your, your, your app store, download the U Version Bible app if you don't have it. But so many do, because there are 500 million unique users in all around the world, 500 million, but they're still, they're still growing because we got 8 billion versus 500 million. That's so, right. so a lot of us don't have it. So download the app. And if you just, there's the, uh, the the search part. And if you type in Jesus carried our sorrows to victory, it'll pull up my app, my, my, my devotional plan. And so it's just that simple. Jesus carried our sorrows to victory. And it'll say, do you want to pull up a plan? And you'll see me right there. It'll be Benton T. Thompson III devotional. So uh, you can also go to my website, which is Benton.thompson, I, 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 Benton.thompson, uh, com. Right. Benton, Thompson, the third, com. And so uh, again, Benton is B-E-N-T-O-N Thompson, T-H-O-N-P-S-O-N-I-I for the third.com. And there's all my information. And Kim, I'd love to come out and I'm looking forward to coming back again. And if mm-hmm. someone would have me to speak and share more, I do uh, intimate Bible studies. We can talk, we can share the Bible said, so, Hey, let us reason together. So I, I'd love to come and, and speak and share and anything I could to help. Absolutely. I'll do the how now and get to the what's next.
1: Okay. Hey, he said how now, what now, and what's next. Okay. Look, he's on to something. So we will definitely be having you back again. He is that's www.benton.thompson or just Benton Thompson. I, I. Com. I'm right. sorry. Thompson, Thompson. III.com. I'm Okay. And then you can download the version Bible app. And then the name of his study is Jesus Carry Our Sorrows to Victory. Of course, that will be in the description when the show airs. So you will be able to connect with him and to find out how he can. Uh, you know, be a part of what it is that you're doing on your spiritual, physical, mental journey. You know, so again, we thank you so much for being here with us. And, and, you know, we, it, we've only just begun. <laughs> okay. One more question, of course, as I always ask all of my guests at the end of the show, what are some things that you're doing to live in this now? What are you doing to navigate in this space
0: personally? Personally, I'm, I'm I'm being more att- in tune, more attentive, noticing things and being in the now. That was the mistake before. Business as usual. There is no business as usual. Now we hear there's a new norm and it is. It's every day being consciously aware of others around us. So I'm just being more mindful and more cognizant of this very moment that I'm in now. That's what I'm doing right now. That's, it.
1: That's how you get the fullness of that moment by living in it and not living past it, or or not paying attention to it. When we embrace it, it, then we receive the fullness of everything that we are supposed to experience in it. So I love that, that that is something that you're doing. It's about living in the now. And with that, (laughs) that will say that will be the end of our show. We thank you again for being here. We look forward to having you back. Are there any other words that you would like to leave with our listeners before we go?
0: Always keep your head up. Always, you know, every time there's there's new opportunities, there's something there. But we, if our head is down, you can't see. It. So always lift your head up. Keep your head up, physically, spiritually. Be aware. Be too in tune, sensitive, and there there's something there waiting for you because God hasn't given up on you. So don't you give up on yourself.
1: All right. And to that, I say, amen. (laughs) And that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until I see you the next time, I say peace.